Good morning, welcome to the Australian Early Finance Briefing for Tuesday the 3rd of November. My name's Nick here in Melbourne, starting where we left off last week and that's with seek.com.au. They'd stopped trading middle of the day Thursday last week and were still not trading all day Friday. They resumed yesterday morning. That was due to a short fund, Blue Orca, coming up with claims that six Chinese subsidiaries our pin isn't really the leading jobs site in China and it's full of fake ads and fake users and isn't worth anywhere near as much as what Seek has on its books. So Seek came out yesterday with their sort of retorts to that and largely you know they, they say the allegations were unsubstantiated but they did say that one of the things was that the fake job ads is a problem that there are a lot that Thorpe was exaggerating just how many. They even said that even in seek.com.au, there's a fake job ad problem here. The other key issue that was being brought up is why is Zalpin borrowing money if it allegedly has so much cash on reserve? Why is it taking out loans to pay seek.com.au? And what one broker, MST Marquis, has said they're not really sort of accounting for the fact that you know it's, it's hard to to um, with currency controls in China to extract from NIMBY. So they have a sort of an offshore and an onshore account and that the there's 442.8 million in this onshore account held as deposit against a loan that's offshore, which is where they can draw down the money to, to pay seek.com.au the dividend. So if you sort of ignore you either have to ignore both sides to that equation if you're looking at this business or, or look at them together and it's nowhere near as bad if you look at it together. What, what seems to be, you know, reading a lot of the analysis is that there's no disagreement on the fact that Seek is, you know, very financially stressed, stretched and it doesn't seem to be, you know, growing too much. Certainly, you know, the business here is mature and, and its equity valuation is extremely high for a business that doesn't have much growth in its future. Moving to AMP now, which is the subject of a potential takeover from a res corporation in the US. Now, the stock rose again yesterday. It already rose a lot last week when this takeover was leaked to the market. Now, what was leaked to the market yesterday was that AMP has an implied value, what they say their business is worth, as being a dollar eighty-five a share, you know it was trading around dollar forty before this leaked out. It closed yesterday at a dollar sixty-eight, so it's up a lot, but still um, could go further. And what so the AFR is suggesting is that it's AMP sort of playing the acquirer by leaking these sorts of bits of information out, and it sort of puts a floor in that price of what you know they expect to be offered. Great news for us AMP shareholders, but um, it could potentially mean that uh, there, there could be other bidders coming on board, but yeah, which would be even greater. But eighty um, five sounds like a, a fair improvement on where it's at. The share price has really performed poorly; it kept falling through, you know, the, the, where the rest of the market was recovering after the coronavirus hit in March. But this should be something more positive to push the price further. And moving to Westpac Bank, Australia's second biggest bank. They had their results, their full year results announced yesterday, and their profits were down about two thirds. 
that was largely expected and most of that was due to being larger provisions being made for non-performing loans going forward. The AFR has run an interesting article pointing out where their loan deferrals, what, what sort of customers are actually taking these deferrals. So they've also reduced the number, you know, two thirds of the people who took deferrals are now back paying their loans, but there's still 48,000 that are still on deferrals, dare I say, probably most of them are here in Victoria, and that equates to $19 billion. But yeah, it's quite interesting, of these, of this $19 billion, about a quarter of that is held by people working in professional services, such as legal, IT, business, and consulting industries. Then a further 11% or $2 billion are taken out by people who, who work in finance and insurance. Communication sector, that's 9% as well, so about $2 billion. The, the high-risk industries I mentioned, like hospitality, hotels, etc., only accounts for 19% of that $19 billion. So definitely not how you, what you'd expect. But the other, some of the other interesting statistics is that 18% of the deferred mortgages consist of homeowners in excess of a million dollars. So very high, um, and you know 11% for homeowners between 750 and a million. Once again, a big, big loan amount. And DFR points out that only 23% of Westpac's overall loan book consists of mortgages over 750,000. Dare I say, if most of this problem is in Melbourne, where property prices are extremely high, then you're probably seeing, you know, Melbourne and Sydney would have probably, you know, the, the top, dare I say, you know, quintile of property prices in Australia. Therefore, if one of those two markets is going to be locked down for a long period of time, then white collar, high, high value properties are going to be the ones being deferred. It could be, it could just be that. In addition, the, the average loan size of these deferred mortgages is, is 401,000, which is much higher than the average Westpac mortgage of only 275,000. In addition, 3% of the loans are in negative equity, so you know that's where the loans now worth more than the house. Dare I say, where where's the main market where house prices have fallen a lot? Melbourne, probably there, but still interesting and, and not what you'd immediately expect when you think of loan deferrals here in Australia. And moving to the markets now, about an hour before the US Open, the futures are looking up over one percent which is quite volatile considering it's been in a bit of a holding pattern leading up to the US election. Coming up here, it's the first Tuesday of the month. Melbourne Cup Day and the RBA announcement. We're expecting lots and lots of new announcements with the RBA today. That's your update. Have a lovely day. This podcast is for investment professionals only and should not be relied upon by private investors. The podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. The values of investments can go up or down, so you may get back less than you initially invest.